chest. Welcome into the Tickets Basketball Postgame Show, featuring Derek Pearson and former Husker and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! You're going to go out of here. That's a big eight tournament champion. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Happy day after Thanksgiving. The Huskers get it done. 83-70 over South Dakota. I'm DP. Next to me, Bach, doing his thing. Appreciate you, brother. And next to him, the Husker Hall of Famer, Eric Strickland. Live in studio. Big Sky running the board. If you want to call in, 402-464-5685. Honda Lincoln Hotline. Big Sky has got you covered. If you got something to say, you can also hit us on the Sarder Hammond text line. Hit us up. You know the number. 464-5685. The video stream is up and cooking. Lots to talk about. Strick, Hall of Famer, first of all. Happy belated birthday. Yay, yay. You know, um, what's the first story for you? What's the what's the story of this game? What's the headline? K say Tommy Naga. I mean, <laughs> shoot, what, what else can you say? <laughs> but K say. Yeah. You know what I mean? Pretty pretty exceptional stuff. And necessary. An absolutely 100% necessary, correct? Absolutely. Um, I think, you know, it, it's good for him to be able to see the ball go in the, into the uh, the hole uh, on a higher clip. I think he did a better job tonight on taking quality shots instead of four shots. It's, mm-hmm. it's definitely a lot better, a lot easier to take rhythm shots. I also think that the team did a wonderful job of, of recognizing that he was hot and uh, continue to run sets and run plays that would get him the look. And, and, and that would open up other opportunities for other people. I mean, his assist numbers weren't, weren't, weren't high, but, but that's okay. Um, it was time for him to shoot the ball tonight. You know, to be able to get, you know, uh, 23 points in 22 minutes is, is very efficient and phenomenal. Uh, well needed being that the team also had 43, uh, you know, buckets off the bench. And those types of numbers as a – as a team, uh, collectively, will will do well uh, in the future going forward for them. Uh, you'd like to see a little bit more production out of that man. I don't know what's going on with him at this point, but uh, uh, I don't know if it's lack of confidence. I don't know if uh, he just doesn't seem to seem to have the have the same energy and passion out there. Um, I don't know if it's lack of confidence right now. He just doesn't seem to be in the flow um, at all. Uh, but um, and I was glad to see. Bryce McG- Bryce McGowan's uh, numbers pop up. I think he went from one uh, or two rebounds at half and ended up with you know I think nine nine or nine or close to ten close to a double double and also had a pretty pretty efficient night shooting over fifty percent and, and close to that from three. So um, I like to see those rebounds. I mean those uh, free throw numbers too at ten, especially you know, with the big dudes. That's good. Especially good with the big dudes. Bach, what's your first story? What's the headline for you? Yeah, Tominaga is has got to be the story today. You've been waiting for him uh, to catch fire from beyond the arc. You know it was in him. You're just waiting to see it. Uh, and it happened today, and it wasn't just beyond the arc. Once he kind of got that going, they had to respect his shot, and he made some more things happen. Um, so, I mean, this is this is this expands the bench basically a little bit more. I mean, I think you already knew that you had something there with him. Um, but now with Wilter and Webster, Andre Breidenbach with five steals tonight, um, they're, they're finding just different ways to, to help uh, help 
in any way they can. And a lot of times it is in that scoring category. But overall, how about how about a, not a close game? How about not holding your breath against a South Dakota team that was probably, you know, had to be close to the best of this little stretch, this little home stretch they've had? Yeah, they beat the toughest team that, that was in that early stretch today. Um, so it's good to, to see. Um, let's do this. Let's throw the break, get the station ID in, and come back. Let's talk about the numbers and then what it all means. Huskers win at 83-70. You're listening to 93-7 The Ticket. Back to the Ticket Basketball Postgame Show. Featuring Derek Pearson and former Husker and nine-year NBA back, Eric Strickland on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Eighty-three seventy, Huskers win over South Dakota. I'm still still trying to maintain because I want to call South Dakota anything other than the Coyotes. It just seems too much, but that's okay. In fairness, call them what they want. Strick, we've talked about the numbers that we should aspire to for this Huskers team: fifty from the field or so, right? 80 from the free throw line, 75 to 80 on the, from the free throw line, and above 40, above 40 from three. Today they put, and again they were they were right at those numbers with three minutes left, and then the reserves kind of let let the numbers slide a little bit. They finish it 46, 39, and 69. Um, for you, <laughs> shot selection should be almost as important as the actual execution, right? What you're trying to do. It, with this roster of players, Strick, if you're the head coach, what are you trying to do? What shots do you want to see most often? I, I definitely want to see offenses out of the of offense of shots out of the flow, whether it be on the break. Um, I'm seeing a whole lot at times. I'm not going to say all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing a whole lot at times of one pass, dribble, two people, um, or you're on a fast break, one against four, and you think that you're going to just get – some floater off and it just it doesn't make sense roll it back out get into something a little pick and roll find something what i did see a little bit different tonight was a little driving kick action uh you know a whip around the the perimeter uh got to the corner boom a shot fake a drive into the paint boom find the next guy and then that's a good shot now you're stepping into a rhythm jumper um and i think that's what i saw from tamanaga today you know he seemed to take a lot of in rhythm shots, uh, nothing was forced. Guys were running him. That's the that's the plan for teams. They're going to run him off the three. He took a couple shot fakes, slide step to the right, and boom. Now you've got a good in rhythm jumper. So um, I did see that. I also still saw, um, you know, flows of not making the right or the extra pass in the transition. And so now you're taking a forced, a tricky, a slick type of layup that is not being, you know, completed. So, yeah, I, I would like to see a lot more of that and, and and a lot less of the one pass, the take a dribble, a two against somebody, try to shoot a step back. Uh, you don't – you can get that shot at any time. Shoot that with five seconds left on the clock. You know, don't shoot that with 20-something seconds left on the clock. And that's that's just a discipline thing, and, and that's the thing that they've got to work out. But other than that – um, I like what they did, but you know where I'm going, and I, I'll wait till I get asked. Um, I think some of you in here, some of you listening, some on the text line, maybe even texting. Mm-hmm. But they know what I'm going to say um, about a number mm-hmm. that I don't like. Mm-hmm. 
You know, I don't know if y'all listen to Chief Keith, but that's that I don't like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Chief Keith said it perfectly. And and uh, if we want to talk about it now or later, I'm I'm willing to wait until the time comes. No, that's a, that's a table that's set. So let's eat. It just hey, it was just Thanksgiving, so I ate well. Right. So, um, total rebounds again. Mm-hmm. We looking at uh, digital underground again, and again, this is a solid size team. They mm-hmm. had pretty good size. I don't care. The Big Ten is going to be big inside mm-hmm. on the front court, and they've got some monsters and guys that have heart, and they're going to beat, and they're going to bang you, and they're going to look at that as a tremendous weakness, and so they're going to try to murk you in that specific spot. Total rebounds, you lose to South Dakota again, another team Mm -hmm. that does not have the same athleticism, the same abilities that you have, and you lose 40 to 35 in the rebound. That's unacceptable. I I cannot accept that because that's not winning basketball. You're not going to win against good teams with that type of number. How do you fix it, Strick? How do why, you fix why, it? Why are we digital undergrounding that because, question? Because, people, cause because it, it, you got to be louder for the people thing. in the back. You got to be louder for the people in the back. It's a heart check, I'm, period. You know what I mean? I'm DP. I, I, I can't tell you, like, seriously, I wish I could. I wish I could sit here and I could write it down on a piece of paper and we can send it out and, and tweet it out or email it out or send it into the inbox of, of Coach Hoiberg, mm-hmm. and there's the answer, Coach Hoiberg. If you do that, you got it. I re- it's really a heart check thing. It is a desire. It is a willingness to say, you cannot beat me here. You're not going to have more of these than I do. You're not going to be – I'm not going to be the one that lets my team down and allowing you to get that. And it's got to be a heart self-check. You have to look. Again, I saw guys, the ball goes up. I saw a lot of staring. I saw a lot of just looking. And I would and love no I, I would love at some point for you to, to go into some of those offensive boards and break down what's happened. Yeah. So we can do that. So yeah. so we can do that. Bach, what are your thoughts? Here here's a night where Lapman took two shots. He was active defensively. He got in foul trouble early, so that may have had something to do with it again. We we, we still haven't quite figured out what to do with Lot Mann and Keon Edwards. What are your thoughts there? What are some solutions in your mind? I don't know if they're necessary solutions. You, you kind of got to wait for Lot Mann. Hopefully, you know, maybe it is still something with that health department because he's done it before. I mean, he did it last year where he's had games where he'd score 20 points. I mean, you know what's in there. You just got to get his confidence back up. And maybe it's it, maybe it's a mixture between those things, confidence uh, and health. Um, but I, I, I think that you have more of an idea to stick with him and see how it goes uh, and because you know it can be there. And then the other thing is, as we've been stating all along, is the, the second unit plays so well together. Together. I mean, you could take him out of the starting lineup. Maybe that sends a message. Maybe that gets him uh, going. Um, but right now, it, it seems to be working with the groups that you have. Edwards is is not does again does just doesn't play starters minutes. He's in there to start the game, and that's just about it. Um, so it's uh it, you know he, that's as much of a starter as he is. So 
I, I don't I don't think it's a problem right now that you have those guys. You know, you, it, you'd obviously be better if they're playing, uh, you know, a lot better or up to their level. Um, so you got to keep working on it. Maybe you try some motivational tactics. Maybe, uh, you know, sending one of them to the bench or uh, specifically let me into the bench might do that. But I don't know if you want to mess with, with what you've got going with that starting lineup and more particularly that second unit. Here's the, 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 the six-foot-two elephant in the room. If if Casey gives you that, now understand what 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 Casey did today. So he gave you twenty three points on eleven shots. Every metric in the history of basketball celebrates that at the top level. That's an elite level performance. He was five of six from three, two of two from the free throw line. But here's another thing that 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 that, that happened. He was active defensively. Yep. He was active. He also had two assists. He had two steals. He had one steal and convert right that those extra free buckets that you can get with having that dude on the floor. There will come a time in the very near future. Now, if they keep winning, that, that conversation will go to the side. But if they don't, there will come a time when the question will be, what are you going to do with Tamanaga? What are you going to do with Kobe Webster? What are you going to do with Wilcher? Because those dudes, look, I was sitting there with some of the staff. And when the second group went on a run, that building sounded like a Big Ten building. Look, there's no other way to say it. That second group turns the room on. And there'll come a point at some time in the near future where you have to have that discussion. Because if you've got 23 points on any given night, any given night in the Big Ten where you got a dude that can give you 23 off the bench, that dude's got to be on the quick call, short list, auto dial. Same for CJ. CJ came in and gave you the three bangers. You went, okay. Kobe, changed the energy of the space. At what point do you have that discussion? Is it, is it do you wait until you, you, you lose again? Or is it something that you just ride with because you're getting that kind of production from the second group? I think one thing that you're starting to see from Coach Horberg is he's starting to have short leash. So you can see in instances now where – people aren't doing certain things that they're supposed to they're not blocking out they're they're hope they, you know I can tell that they probably had discussions about stagnant offense ball movement I heard him say it at one point from the bench move move it um when you're hearing those things and then guys aren't doing that and you have a real short leash because if you don't make that shot or you don't if you turn that ball over I saw quick go Go get him. Well, because that's when a coach sends so, you in and says, look, I need you to knock down some jumpers, or I need you to go in and rebound. And then you go in and you don't get the rebound. Well, guess what? I gave you a task. You didn't handle it. But there's this line that happens that's formed. Because on the other side of that, when Alonzo Verge and Derek Walker have it cooking, Derek Walker is a legitimate big man, Big Ten scorer. Once again, double figures in scoring, six or seven from the field. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. And, and and that's because Verge is giving it to him. So Whoa. Why are they not giving it to him more? Well, that's that's, that's my issue. <laughs> I'm like, okay, they came out of a timeout um, shortly after the second half. They ran a specific play, get the ball, and he scores. 
How come we didn't go back to that three times? That straight? is such a Nebraska that sports right thing. Did it? <laughs> that is such a Nebraska sports thing. It's mind blowing. It blows me away too. I'm like it's Utah Jazz, Stockton Malone. We're running this pick and roll until you stop it, and if you don't stop it, we're going right back there again until you double and triple team, and then I've got jumpers waiting on you. Right, like come get this Period. Madison, man. Yes. Like it's. <laughs> <laughs> but- and he- Easy with it, too. I mean, it wasn't he's six bang, seven. bang, turn either left or right. He's got both hands. So I'm like, get that man the freaking you, you ran it ten times and got buckets on seven of them. When you run it, and, and Verge got the other one because they just told, they doubled down on, 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 on Walker. So Verge just went to the rack. Bach, how, how do we deal with this, right? How do you, as a fan, how do you want to go – are we asking too much of this? Are we asking too much of Verge? Are we not asking enough of Derek Walker? Like, are we not getting full production out of Walker? Because there are going to be nights in the Big Ten where Derek Walker not only needs to, but has to score 20 points. Yeah, and he didn't get his career high today, which breaks his three-game right? streak. <laughs> Shame on you, Derek Walker. <laughs> yeah, but he's still, I mean, the last four games, 13, 14, 15, and 16, um, that's, I mean, that's, and, it's, and like we've been saying, he's not missing. So you you've got to you got to force it into him a little bit more, I think. And sometimes when they do that, the offense gets going a little bit. You know, it, it's right. I know that's not necessarily Horberg's offense, the inside out, but if you've got it, use it. And 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 if, and you know, so I think that they need to get to him. Remember, he didn't score any against Creighton. Um, so you know, a lot of these things with Tominaga, with 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 uh, just basically everybody. Nobody's all consistent all the way. So it's kind of go with who's hot. Walker's red hot. So I think they need to ride him more, uh, and maybe it is a thing where they don't think that he can maybe do this against uh, upper level competition. So they don't want to rely on it too much. But I test it out if I were them. Yeah, I'm gonna ride it till the wheels fall yeah. off. Yeah, ride it till the wheels fall off. I'm looking at what Bach just said, and I'm saying to myself, think about it. How much more would a guy like that gain confidence if you feed him now? You 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 guys remember that that movie uh, with the freaking. Um, the, the big the big plant, yeah, and he little was like, feed me, little shop of seed, <laughs> feed me Seymour, feed me Seymour. Yeah, I would be man, and 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 I I would actually if I was Derek Walker I would be kind of heated. I'd be like, yo, feed me Seymour. This because is because I'm hot. It, it's crazy, and I and I, I felt I felt conflicted because I knew okay, Verge when Verge gets it going again, he made a point to keep his shots and assists at kind of an equal balance. He, he, he worked. He was purposeful at it. But then once he got the five assists in, in, in four shots, then he decided, hey, hey, I fed y'all now. It's time for me to eat. And he's got – yeah, yeah, that was like, – That's you, a problem. Uh, so it, it's a thing. Well, I mean, if he, there will be nights when Verge has it going. Right. And we're going to celebrate that. When he does it is when we, we go, okay, it's not your night. Let 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 somebody else eat today. So so with that in mind, right? Mm-hmm. My my thing is when it's like that, that's okay. Yeah. You you want to be a pro. You're not Allen Iverson. Let's what? get that straight. What? You're not um what? you're 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 not Baron Davis. You're <laughs> not you know those you're not Kenny Anderson. Okay. We so we that, don't expect him to be that. We just well, expect no, no. him not to be I'm, Cam I'm Mack. Right, like yes, I'm. What I'm. That's what I'm alluding to. I'm yeah. alluding to the fact that that's okay because if you go and get eight and fifteen, you, people are going to start looking at you like, 
He, I may want him. I, I can count team. on him. I can, I I can count he's on him. He's going to do what I ask him. There, there is no NBA team that is looking for an Alonzo Verge to be a 20 and 8 guy. Sorry. That is not. They, they, no, they would love to have you to be a 15 and 8 guy. What? what the, the, the interest that he got from pro teams was because he could get quick points and short spurts off the bench, right? That he didn't need 28 minutes to get his, his 14 points. So there's some scouts that will tell you, okay, we have other stuff. We have shooters. We got bigs. But look, man, yeah, it. the decision-making for him is going to be vital. Right. And he'll elevate his stock, whatever he's trying to do. The better, what do you say, all oars and all, all boats in the water? The better Derek Walker does, the better Alonzo Verge is going to be perceived. And because of that, when Walker and Verge have it, go, ha, have it going on, which they did, then Bryce is freed up. Mm-hmm. Then then Lot has less, less, mm-hmm. less chaos in the corner. Then whatever you want to do. And th- look, they'll have to make a decision on what to do with Keon. They like what he offers them defensively. But he, he has to rebound as well. You can't just defend and not rebound. Right. So, and some of that's because he's in a stretch position and he's furthest away from the basket, but there's still a need for that. At what point do we say we fully understand that this team is, ready for this, better with Casey Tominaga on the, on the floor? Listen, it, it goes back for me, and I'll let Bach allude to it as well, but it goes back to me that that second unit is a spark plug. Mm-hmm. That was the one thing, even when I played, that when I was coming off the bench, I said I wanted to raise the level of intensity in on the court and in the building. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm covering you 94 feet. I'm getting charges. Mm-hmm. I'm diving for every ball. Mm-hmm. I'm doing all of the things to get the extra possessions or to get the, you know, the opportunities for us to go from a four-point lead to a 12-point, 15-point lead. And that's what that second unit did. The energy in the building absolutely shifted from a dead, dreary, dull atmosphere to a intense, everybody's on the edge, waiting for the next thing to happen atmosphere. That's what I would like to see more of. And I think that second unit provides that. that it, it seemed like it was more effective in every aspect of the game with that second unit. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think to your point, there's – it, it's just you, you start to wonder if you want to start to toy with that starting lineup and maybe start, you know, I know you love the second unit and it's working well, um, but this team's kind of far away from maybe its potential and, and from some other teams that you've watched across the country probably so far if you, if you happen to catch Duke Gonzaga or one of those games, which is to be expected. But uh, my, my point is I think that there's still time to do some toying around. I know that they're kind of hitting that, that harder part of the schedule, but, I mean, it's a, it's this thing that you have to do throughout the season. Injuries happen. Um, guys kind of go throughout their ups and downs. So I think that there – I would, I would be. It would be hard for me to look at how good that bench is uh, and not figure maybe we should – put these guys in and give them a, a chance to start again. And, and it, it might not be the worst thing. Maybe it, it sparks lap main. If you bench him um, to say, okay, no, well, I got I got to earn my minutes now. Mm-hmm. Um, Edwards, I, you know, it's, it's the same thing. I mean, I, I don't know, you know, he, he went from like not playing or hardly playing, you know, two or three minutes to starting, you know, maybe try to get him back more into the, to the, the back end of the rotation. Um, if he's not providing a whole lot for you, because you just, you have guys that are, 
Um, so I don't know if you have to play, you know, 10, 11 guys a night. Maybe you can shorten it down and, and try to get it to that point. But at the same time, you have different guys off the bench heating up. And again, that, and that's, that's how basketball works. But um, you have different guys on a nightly basis. Like Verge, this is his first night in single digits. Um, uh, Tom and Naga scored like, what, two last came out so you know you're still kind of dealing dealing with those ups and downs so I don't know if you need to toy with it too much but it's just kind of the upside you think about what if you know Verge is, is starting to hit people with those assists and McGowan's gets going and you can get Tominaga out there and Walker's hitting 100% from down low you know uh you know you, you I, I'd like to to try to see them get their best five uh maybe that's what they're they're aiming toward just finishing the game with but it doesn't seem like it's like they're starting the game with that um, or necessarily when they make the subs, you're, you know, you're just kind of at different levels of energy there. Some of the numbers, and I don't want to bury the, 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 the sub lead. Bryce McGowan's gave you 22 points on 12 shots. Yes. Gave you eight rebounds, four assists mm-hmm. in 34 minutes, plus minus a 10, right? So he did the work across the board. Some more numbers for you. Derek Walker, 13 points, 6 of 7 from the field, 5 rebounds. In his 19 minutes, I, I, again, 13 points, 19 minutes. Just pointing that out. Casey Tamanaga, 8 of 11 from the field, 5 of 6 from 3, 23 points in 22 minutes. That's a microwave Vinnie Johnson type work, and we have to pay attention to it. Kobe Webster gave you 9 points off the bench in his 29 minutes, and that's a number to circle. He gave you 29 minutes tonight. Lonzo Verge gave you 16. Pay attention, pay attention, pay attention. And plus 13. Right? The, right? Second, the second best plus minus of the team. Yeah, Kase was, was plus 17. Uh, Webster was plus 13, plus 10 for McGowan's, plus 8 for uh, Wilhelm Breidenbach, and plus 7 for C.J. Wilcher. Look, for what it is, production matters. Sometimes we get caught up in stats, but in the end, production matters. Let me ask you both, if before the season starts, we say this team loses Trey McGowan's and is 5-2 and two going into NC State, are we cool with it? Strick. Um, yeah, I mean, a loss to Creighton, I think is a very disappointing other loss. I, I, it actually should be 6-1. and one. Mm-hmm. Um, But um, I, I don't think you can be disappointed about that. I think you've got to be concerned. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going into – you know, to play against an ACC uh, caliber team. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be very athletic. The atmosphere is going to be raucous. Mm-hmm. You have been very spoiled mm-hmm. to be at home the, as much as you were early on the onset. Now you're getting your first road. road and, 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 and and let me tell you, let me, let me say, for somebody who hasn't covered Tobacco Road for a substantial part of my, my life, that ain't a, that's not an easy visit. No, sir. You go you, look, man. You go to that. No, you, you 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 go to NC State. You go to Raleigh Durham. Those are basketball savvy fans. They are used to being right on top of you. There's not going to be that PBA kind of space. No, they're going to be in your back pocket. They're going to be in your huddle. They're going to be just outside the locker room, uh, and they're going to be right to you next to when you when you inbounding. We will find out more about this team next week. Oh, there's no question. We'll find out more about it. Um, and then there's. The other side of the numbers, 43 points off the bench for the Huskers, 36 points in the paint. And I'm just – Bach, once again, I my, my, my eyebrows kind of raise. This team is giving you 36 points in the paint. <laughs> That's not where we expected the, the, the work to be done, right? 
No, it's it's not. But and, and finally, I think this is probably their best shooting night from beyond the arc. Of course, a lot of that Tominaga. Uh, it'd be nice to have him and Wilcher kind of on and the same, same night. night. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah. we'll wait for that. They're I'm sure that'll happen. Let, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, they could really get going. And Keon, that's, yeah, Keon. No. I mean, these guys can shoot. It just hasn't shown up in the in the stats category. So we're we're kind of waiting for that, and and maybe that can go off, and maybe that's what you kind of aim to get that, um, you know, kind of the rhythm going is from beyond the arc. But right now, I like the fact that they they kind of I, it seems like they kind of adjusted their offense to that, right? It, it was from it was kind of we're just going to be that three point shooting team to okay, well maybe we shouldn't shoot thirty five a night. Maybe we should work uh, a little bit inside, try to get to the rim. Whether it's you know you know McGowan's up there smashing <laughs> Derek Walker down in the paint backdoor cuts from Tominaga. I mean, all these lead to that same category. Uh, and it's, it, it's, it's beautiful to see. And it's something that Nebraska had to do, especially against these type of opponents. Nebraska is not a team that has a whole lot of size. That's going to, you know, uh, kind of enforce its way on, on most big 10 opponents. But while you have the opportunity, go ahead and take advantage of it. And they've been doing that. They got 24 points off turnovers, uh, 18 opportunities. Um, you know, provided by them, uh, five second chance points, nine offensive boards for the Huskers. Here's that number, Bach, and I keep telling you that I pay attention to it more. I mean, that's the coach of me. They were 12 of 21 at the rim. Like I keep telling you, listen, that number has to be at 90. I don't care who you're playing against. That number needs to be at 90. percent Why isn't it? That's the question, right? Well, well tap uh, it. Tap it, Luke. 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 What? No. What's 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 Warm's first name? Luke. <laughs> well, I, think you, I think you have you have two reasons why. One, uh, one reason is just not focusing the finish, right? That's one. Second reason is you're taking bad layup shots. So you're going, you're beating the guy. Mm-hmm. You're getting to the second defender, which you should. And you're trying to finish over an outstretched, leaping, jumping in the paint, big fella, which unless you're a perennial scorer, i.e. Rod Strickland, i.e. Dame Lillard, i.e. You know, I could go down the list. You know what I mean? Unless you're a perennial finisher, you should be getting to that second guy, finding your big man off on the dump out or kicking it for a butt naked, if not butt naked, a one, two to a butt naked jumper. Four three, that should be your play. That's why your numbers are where they are because they're not finishing those because they're tough. I don't care who you are unless you're perennial at it. Finishing at the rim with guys leaping all up in there, two or three guys, is going to be tough. And and if you're not a a rock solid person in the air, not everybody is explosive. So no matter who you're playing against, you yes. leave your feet uh, and even at the JUCO level. There's a bouncer there that's going to take care of you. We'll throw it a break. When we come back, again, we'll get to your text, uh, 402-464-5685. If you want to call in or text, please do so. Uh, again, Huskers win it, so we celebrate uh, more of that in the breakdown postgame show, 93.7 The Ticket. Back to the Ticket's basketball postgame show featuring Derek Pearson and former Husker and nine-year NBA vet Eric Strickland. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Husker basketball with the win today, 83-70 over the South Dakota Coyotes. I'm Jake Balkovin, DP, and Eric Strickland. 
Of course, former Husker great in studio with us to break it down. Uh, a lot of good things that we saw today. Of course, a lot more to discuss. There's always some bad as well. Uh, but I did want to start with this uh, for this segment, uh, Strick, is is the growth of Bryce McGowan's. You know, he, he th- that first segment, I couldn't help but notice, and, and you said, DP, maybe we're burying the lead a little bit, is that Bryce McGowan's has maybe kind of risen to that level where you expect him to get his 17-18 that he's averaging. Uh, 22 points tonight, 8 of 10 from the field, 2 of 5 from beyond the arc, 6 of 10, 6 of 12, excuse me, from the field, 8 of 10 from the free throw line. Nine boards, which is it looks like he's been focusing on recently, and also the four assists uh, makes it three games in a row, I think, with four assists. Are, are, have you seen him grow and develop already in this short season? Yeah, I definitely, I mean, in, in, on the offensive side, he's he's been... Very smooth. I think even from the first couple of games, he hasn't been as uh, forcing as he was earlier in the season. Um, I think they're probably doing some good work and helping him to understand how to, you know, get into the flow and and make things more easy. Um, You know, but the thing is, is we're 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 trying to grow him and he's a freshman. So I'm 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 very impressed with what he's done. Um, but we're trying to grow him to be a professional, right? So I think once he gets to an understanding that he can be a tremendous two-way player, um, I think if he had the tenacity that his brother had uh, on the defensive side, um, on you know just going and tracking rebounds and you know doing things like he could have literally easily with you know you just saw segments of him standing when rebounds were going up. Now what I saw was growth from the first half to the second. So I saw I don't you know know if it was a conversation that was had, yeah. but you can tell he was just, he was not just standing around looking around. He was actually going and trying to put his head in there and get some boards, and so that happened. He could have easily had a you know uh, uh, points wise, he could have been twenty two, um, twelve, and maybe six. You know, I think he made a couple of great passes on the penetration block. That he found Verge on the corner. If that would have been Tamanaga tonight, that probably been a knockdown. Um, you know, Verge isn't a very good three-point shooter, um, so to speak. And I think for Verge, um, he he probably should get more to his mid-range. Um, I, I'd probably like to see him do more of that than shooting shooting threes outside of his his range. But Bryce, phenomenal. If he could just work on being a two-way player, Bach, I think um, he's going to raise his. Pot- Pro stock tremendously. Yeah, and I, I think we'll see that throughout the year. We kind of seen him already kind of grow into more attacking the rebounds. Like you said, maybe it's still hit or miss here and there. He doesn't have the dog in him that his brother does just yet. Um, but you know, the assists have been piling up, so he's 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 growing on the offensive end. Once he brings it defensively, uh, that will that will significantly raise his stock. Uh, for Verge, on the other hand, I, I know that there's probably going to be some critiques again, uh, maybe about his his game today. Led the team in assists like he always does when he gets critiqued. But but uh, in any case, um, it, it's just kind of interesting to note because if you remember that Tennessee State game the last time out, he basically willed him to the victory in the final few minutes down the stretch there. And you thought, okay, well, maybe he's kind of finally in that role, in that comfortable role that we, you know, he's just comfortable with what he's being asked to do. Does today's performance take away from that at all, DP? Or, or, or does, I mean, is a score bothered by only scoring three? No. Well, he's he may be bothered. He's bothered for the one for seven. Like he's yeah. absolutely, I can tell you that he's spitting in his head about one, one for seven. So then you got to get into shot selection and you got to get into pace. Um, for him, I would ask him constantly, every time he came to the sideline or every time he even got in front of the, 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 the Huskers bench, it should be focus. 
Focus. Like, what are we trying to do here? Like, that's the thing I would ask him every trip down the floor. What are we trying to do, Alonzo? Because that will make him focus and get him into to the thing that they're doing. Remember, seven shots versus five assists. I'm not, I'm not upset about that. Yeah. And some nights he's going to go, he's just not going to shoot the ball well. Like, that's just how it works. But I give him credit for attempting to try to get his big man back in, 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 flow, in flow again, which he did. We also figured out a lot, a lot man can go to the basket. Now, he doesn't do it enough. But when he attacked the basket, he had three opportunities to attack the basket or at least made movement towards the basket, which allowed, in one case, allowed a, a Derek Walker back cut. The other one was a Casey Tamanaga back cut. They just need to do it more. It needs – look, it, it, it looks good on film – because teams that are going to scout Nebraska now have to recognize, wait, Lot can do do damage if he gets to the to the elbow, like he can hurt us because we can't defend them the way we want to defend them. Those are things. Aside from the things that didn't go their way today, what I did appreciate was that the people who were struggling at the thing they were supposed to focus on did other things to help the guys who had it going to help Casey, to help Bryce, to help Derek. And I think that's productive across the board. Do we think that this uh, 10-man rotation is going to get shrunk at all throughout the season? Or do you think that this is, you know, it's a, it's a, it's good to have that much depth uh, and the guys kind of heat up at different levels that you just kind of keep them going? Or do, you, or do you think by the time you hit conference season, you get it down to eight or nine for either of you guys? I mean, I think, I think it'll tighten. Um, I think as you – you have some of these more bigger games. Uh, you get into the big – some of those minutes that are high teens right now may drop into the mid-teens, low teens, mm-hmm. but they'll probably still play because yeah. you'll want to test test the market, right? It's, it's like investing. You want to test the market and see, okay, is this is it rolling? Is it popping? Should I stay in? You know, that's that's kind of what you're you're going to probably see. There'll be be market tests to see what type of nights going for them, um, what type of attitude. You know, are they changing the dynamic of the game? Uh, is there a reason for me to leave them in? You'll probably see. You'll probably start seeing some of that. <laughs> yeah, I ain't gonna leave you out there for nothing. You know like I mean? if you're not giving me anything, which is why you know, and and it's not to pick on Keon Edwards, because I see what he does defensively. I also see what he does stretching the uh, the offense. But those minutes. When it comes, there'll be nights in the Big Ten where you need offensive production from that from that spot, and in those cases, he will make another decision. There'll be nights in the Big Ten where you need more than one big to be not only active but productive, right? So you've got to put uh, Eduardo Andre out there with with Brian Bach to see whether you can get from it what you need to get from it. Yeah, this is the probe and experiment part of it. I think they will play nine players. No matter what, mainly from a physicality and wear and tear uh, perspective, that you don't want to wear out anybody in January. Not in the Big Ten. Not in the Big Ten. And you're also missing Trey. You're going to get him back in January. Let's hope. So I mean, let's that's, hope. That's <laughs> yeah. Word, right. So if you get Trey back, then you know some somebody's going to be over there looking. You know. Well, I think that's Keon. Yeah. I think that's Keon, and I don't think. Um, well, you got to play Keon now, right now, right, DP? Because 
you're starting him because you're very deficient in rebounding, right? So he's very long. He's long. He defends. He makes open. he makes entry passes difficult. Mm-hmm. He and he does that better than anybody not named Trey Trey McGowan. Mm-hmm. So to protect Derek Walker, especially when you get into Big Ten where he's just going to have to bang a little bit and fight for position, and sometimes he's got a front, and you don't want him to go over top. Having Keon type length is helpful and often mandatory. So I think some of that is planning the seed. Listen, we're not going to allow you to beat up on Derek because we need him. Um, the same could be said for Eduardo Andre. Look, their numbers for what they what they got today, um, I think that second group of Kobe, CJ, Casey, and either Ed, uh, and Breidenbach – with Bryce McGowan's, we'll see a ton of minutes. A ton of minutes. Because in the Big Ten, if you're going to be rebound deficient, you better have some offense to cover for it. And that's the group that gives it to you. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. But, yeah, the numbers, look, 28 of 61 from the field, 9 of 23 from uh, beyond the arc. Uh, 18 of 26 from the free throw line. Uh, you're minus five uh, in the rebounds, 40 to 35, but you were plus with the assists. Uh, you assist 18 assists on 28 buckets. So you were, were purposeful. You also had 10 steals. Look, that's one of those underrated stats because those are stolen possessions. And look, oddly enough, those 10 steals match up to your, 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 your 17-point win. Your thirteen point win, those numbers matter. Look, and especially the, the the number of points you get off those steals and turnovers, strict. It's necessary, man. You 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 need somebody there. Who's going to be the Strickland for this team? Who's going to be the guy that covers not only the energy aspect of it, but he's going to fill all the gaps. The IQ guy with toughness, who's going to get them through difficult times. And normally we could have said it's going to be Trey McGowan's. We could have said that easily, Easy. right? But Trey's not there. So who fills that role now? Um, I think you would look at Tamanaga to, to – you wouldn't look at his physical stature right? to say, you know, he can be physically imposing like I would in, in a sense. Like I, I could – you know, I could be physically imposing at the guard position to – basically take the heart out of a uh, Brooks Thompson, you know, if, if it needed be. Um, and, uh, you know, then I can go and guard your best three man and physically impose myself on him. If I need to mm-hmm. uh, go and post up your two, go- you know, just different things like that. That is not that, but I'm looking at Tamanaga things, you, from things a you cannot scheme against <laughs> right. and things you can do nothing about. Right. So, but for that, I would look at. I, I actually say Verge has the potential. That's what my curiosity. To, was. He really does, he right? Has the like, potential <laughs> to be that, but it, the it, aggravator, it, the instigator. Yeah, but if he gets frustrated from a standpoint of, you know, a, a night like tonight, or not getting the ball, or you know, anything of that nature, then what you'll do is you'll find it that uh, he won't be that. In totality, not every so then, night. Not but every the thing night. is, Tamanaga would, you know, he will he will scrap, scrape, <laughs> t- look, dive. Look, he's a dog. Do like he's a dog. 
you know, to he win really the game. Is. He's right? a dog, right? Um, <laughs> He's not necessarily guard one through five, though. <laughs> right. But I would, I, I would, and, and the person I would think could be that, but I just haven't seen it yet is Wiltshire. Yeah. 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 And he, look, Tom and I, there's several times he was on threes and fours today. Right, but that's why he upset them because he got up under him. Yeah, and they couldn't put it on the floor and couldn't get their shot away. So that, there's a big part of that. I do want to get to the text line. A couple of things here. Um, a texter says, "I thought they were more physical today and contested shots much more regularly. I've been concerned about that. It was even a little chippy today uh, with this group. It was actually good to see. Right, we noticed that there was no stand down today. They got after it defensively, and and look, kudos to Brian Bach." <laughs> He's a battler, right? Battle. Like, hey, he's scrappy. Yeah, he's trying to figure out what do I do with my grown man body. Like, he finally got his grown man body strict. So, you know those dudes who all of a sudden, they, the first time they lay a pick on somebody, and it works. Breidenbach can be a physical force in the big time. Yeah, there's no question. I think he's, I think he's just trying to figure it out right now. He's trying to – you know he's still young. Um, he's still trying to understand where he where he fits, where he can do his thing. Uh, like like to like uh, tonight he had a a great rebound situation. It was either a rebound or a steal. He tried to you know take the ball up and not realizing the speed. You know in high school you know he could do that and get into his little flow and do his little Breidenbach goggle thing right. and get to the basket. Right, between the legs, right? behind the back, right? But, Still but hit the three. Now, so the speed has changed, and so now guys run him down from the back, boop, back tap, and now all of a sudden there's a steal. So he's got, he's just got to understand those types of things um, and, and when he can get into whatever he does. But until then, set great screens, play great defense, you know, make guys, you know, rebound, do all of those other things, and then and then allow himself to get into a flow, and he'll be better. Bach, did did we see? Did it seem like we we saw more block attempts from the Huskers than we've seen in the last four years? Like yeah, they, they looked right like after. they were up there, right? Well, and but I mean, and so I think that the energy and the, the the defense looked better tonight. Obviously, holding South Dakota down. What's up with the three point shooting from the opponents coming into the, the Pinnacle Bank Arena? Is it? Is it is, is it happenstance, or is, at some point do we have to admit maybe Nebraska's three-point defense isn't the greatest? I, I can't even – I'll leave that to Strick because I, I, I don't know how to measure that. It was funny. I heard, a, I heard a fan say, I don't know what it is, but it just seems like everybody just shoots lights out when they come in. <laughs> I don't know if it's the lighting. I don't know if the rims. I don't know if it's the, you know, the flow or the feel of the building. Spacing uh, could be. It, it, whatever it is, it's like – It's real. real. <laughs> but, you know, um, any time you're switching type of defense, um, if you're not a high-level communicating defense – then there's going to be space and time to release. Um, if you have a good shooting team, all they need is a little bit of space. And so so I think there were moments, even though they did challenge, they were late on challenge because it was late on communication or they were slow on communication. Or it's one of these, you know, if people can see me, it's that wave, you know, oh, he's, he's, he just ran by you. Uh, uh, instead yeah. of, take him, take him, you know, or uh. they're – my my guy, 45, 45, he's cutting. You know, some type of communication at that point, but it's just a point, a wave, you know, and, and that little second, that split second of hesitation on a rotation, you know, can provide a, an opportunity for a team to get a good look. 
Yeah, it's a Dave Braska says from Texas says since PPA opened, opposing teams seem to shoot real well here. I I'm not sure what like I one there was a six minute stretch from the end of the first half to the beginning of the second half where Nebraska held this team without a field goal, without a field goal. And so when people start talking about this team defensively, I'm going to let Fred Hoiberg talk about what his expectation of them is. But from a functional standpoint, they have energy. They have they, they, they have purpose. Like they're not just out there running around. They seem to know what they should be doing. But, yeah, there's something bananas about the, 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 the visitors' field goal percentage, especially <laughs> from three and the depth of the threes. Because they're not putting, they're not hitting foot on the line threes. These are top of the key with an extra six feet, and they're they're knocking them down. So there's some mystery to it all. But we'll we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Um, we'll throw the break. I want to come back and go over some of the season numbers, and just remind folks: this team is five and two. They head to NC State, but some of the team numbers are a little bit surprising, even without talking about three point shooting. There's some numbers to be aware of, and we'll get to those when we come back. Back to the Tickets Basketball Postgame Show, featuring Derek Pearson and former Husker and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland, on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. It's a victory. 83-70. Huskers get it done. Some some seasonal numbers for you to, to, to let marinate. If I asked you what Husker player has the highest plus minus for the season, what would you say? What player has the highest plus minus for the season? Are you asking me a question or are you asking the text line? I'm asking the listeners because you guys already know. <laughs> Cheat code. Yeah, right. Kobe Webster. Kobe Kobe Webster is plus 63 for the season. Number two is Derek Walker at plus 60. Then there's Bryce McGowan at 59. And then you've got a couple of guards, Alonzo Verge uh, at 41. Um, Latman's at 40. Uh, Keon Edwards at 10. Tamanaga's at, at 29. And Brian Bach at 18. C.J. Wilcher at plus 29. So, those numbers have value. Um, if I asked you who the leading three-point shooter by percentage is, what would you say? Bryce McGowan. Uh, I'd have to go with Walter. Oh. Uh, no, I'm going to go. I'm, I'm changing that. I'm going to go with Big Fella. Brian Bach? No. Big Walker. Yeah. The, 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 from three. From oh, three, from three. From three. Oh, then I'm going to have to go with Wiltshire. Kobe Webster, 46% oh, really? on 6 of 13 shooting. I'm just – like, there's there, there's some things in play. <laughs> Is there a theme to these questions? Like there's, well, 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 because hmm. here's the thing, right? We can give opinion and we can talk from perspective, but the actual numbers – there's no need to lie about the actual numbers. That if the kid's out there and he's giving you plus minutes on a regular and consistent basis over the course of all the games that have been played, look, hmm. <laughs> the, the the these two these two numbers just my my head just bumped. Okay, 
So we all have a pretty good idea that it's Derek Walker leading the team in field goal percentage. Right. Any idea what what that shooting percentage is over seven games? I would say 65. Box? I even go like 75. <laughs> 82% <laughs> from oh the gosh, field. Bro. 82% from missing. the field, man. How are you not getting that man the ball, bro? 82%. That's crazy, my guy. I don't care what you say. That's sick. Come on. That's sick numbers, bro. 82%. Who's number two? Oh, man, how far behind is that? Jeez. I'd say Bryce. Yeah, that's a good guess. Copy success. Kobe Webster. Ah, there it is again. Kobe (laughs) Webster is shooting 50% from the field. Look, the numbers, it's fan. Like this is sometimes as coaches where you get and fans, you get locked into the thing you get locked into. And sometimes you got to pull away and really take a look. But, sir, come oh, on. Sir. <laughs> come on. Come on. Like, you got to do work. Mind you, I mean, Bryce McGowan is shooting on, on 78 shots. He's shooting 47%. Like, we ain't mad. DJ Wilcher's 49%. Tamanaga's 46%. Like, we're not mad at any of that. No. But you got a dude that somehow you have figured out within the matrix that he's shooting 82% and there's a dude on your bench that's shooting 50 with the highest plus minus. There's a lot to be said, Husker basketball fans, about these numbers because it's it, it's a truth. Um, Leading the team in rebounding, Go. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm. I gotta figure it's gonna happen sooner or later. Bryce, Bach. Uh, I'll stick with Walker. It's Bryce. It's Bryce. Bryce has again 48 rebounds in the course of this game. Look, I, I, I'm telling you, dude is balling at a ridiculous level. Ridiculous. He's at 124 points. That's the the next closest person is Alonzo Verge Jr. at ninety five. He leads you in rebounding. He is second in assists. He is second in blocks. He is second in steals. <laughs> <laughs> Look, understand what your young man's giving you, and say it out loud. And appreciate it, Strick. What do we want to see? Against North Carolina State, what's going to tell us that it's it's successful? You you want to see Derek Walker get touches inside. You're going to need to make sure your points in the paint are high. You don't you don't want to be a predominantly per, perimeter shooting team. Um, you want to do that, but you don't want to be dominant in that. You want to be able to at least get some buckets, get to the to the paint, maybe get to the free throw line. You want to have a high clip free throw number, you know, in that 25 range to 30. If you can do that, then that means if you're hitting 70% of those, you know, you're, you're giving yourselves a good chance to at least be in the game. If it came down to it, if you're just shoot, having a moderately shooting night, um, you want to keep your turnovers down. You must be at least even on the rebound margin. If you're, if you're a deficit of 10, you're not against an ACC team. You're, you're not you're winning giving too much. You're giving up you're too not much. winning. You're giving so, uh, so I'll, I'll leave it at that. I could go on, but I want Bach to have some medicine. Bach, 
Well, I just scouting the, the the Wolf Pack. They're they're pretty good off to a pretty good start, five and one. And they've got one guy, six seven, one eighty, Darian Sebron, who leads them in points with twenty points per game, rebounds with ten rebounds a game, and assists with two point six. Uh, that sounds like a, a matchup for McGowan's. They really are, and they've they've played against each other already. Have they? Yeah, AAU ball. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Not surprising, but right. that that just sounds like a really good matchup. Um, so you just you, what you hope for is Bryce McCallum still lead the way. North Carolina State, just you know, I don't know how much you care about these things, but the the predictor right now is not Nebraska's uh, uh, favor on ESPN. It's eighty two percent North Carolina State, so they won't be favored in this one. Um, but th- that's what you want to see is finally you know get a win that's meaningful. They've they've got five and two, that's good, but none of those are going to be something you can hang your hat on too much. Um, now's the opportunity to get one, and it, you're gonna have a lot of them, but. It'd be nice to do the get the first one here. Wednesday night, six fifteen p.m. tip off. You can watch. It'll be on ESPN Watch. Also, it'll be on the Husker Network, so you'll be able to do that. Uh, follow that, and then about eight fifteen or so, we will join you and recap. It's going to be uh, an interesting night in Raleigh, North Carolina. Strick Hall of Famer, kind sir. Thank you. For, yeah, yeah. For what you do, Bach. Well done, Big Sky. I love you, brother. Appreciate you for you listeners. Thank you guys for hanging out with us on an afternoon. Huskers win 8370.